right, guys, before we get into today's episode, have you signed up for the Hump Day Scramble yet? It is live. The registration is going. We've got some teams coming in, and uh, we'd love to have you sign up. It's going to be a really, really fun day. Uh, it's scramble.islandgreenpod.ca. We're trying to figure out what Frid's walk-up song is going to be. September 22nd, 1.30 Shotgun, Stanhope Golf and Country Club. A lot of cool stuff planned. Uh, we'll reveal my walk-up song uh, maybe <laughs> the week before, but, I mean, this week we're going to unveil some of the cool things that's going on. Um, but it's, it's going to be a heck of a day, Ben. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much excited. Anytime I get to spend at uh, Stanhope Golf and Country Club is always a thrill. And looking forward to putting on a great event for our faithful listeners. I believe Liz Clay will be uh, bartending for Man, the event. That's so reason enough to come. Slinging drinks. Oh, yeah. Slinging drinks. And Sandy Gallant might make an appearance with some bananas. Huge. And so it's huge. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff coming up. The, yeah, it's going to be great. So anyway, there's more information. Uh, we've got the event on Facebook. Uh, you can follow the, you know updates there. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about it, obviously on the podcast as well but um yeah go sign up scramble.islandgreenpod.ca and then uh yeah let's get on to our regular scheduled episode hello everybody episode 31 of the island green podcast brought to you by always Golf Mania PEI, myself, Benjamin Thomas King, and Nick, the Fridler Frid, we're here live from the Golf Mania studio at downtown Charlottetown, 155 Belvedere Avenue. Uh, absent right now is Len Curry, but uh, he might check in with us a little bit later in the episode. Um, Frid, how are you, my friend? I'm good, thanks. It's uh, Wednesday afternoon here, and a beautiful September. Hump day. Oh, hump day. Eh? Speaking of hump day. Speaking of hump day. Two weeks today, uh, the hump day challenge will be held at the Stanhope Golf and Country Club. Still taking um, registrations. So if you've you've seen the link somewhere, I mean, you can find it. Get yeah, a hold look, of one of us. Uh, look up Island Green Pod on Instagram or the Island Green Pod on Facebook. Uh, click the link. Uh, 30 seconds to get registered. Going to be a fun day. Wednesday, hump day, the 22nd. Beautiful Stanhope Golf and Country Club. Can you imagine if we got a day like today Oh, for hump day? A day half as good as today would be on I'd say. The forecast did not look good for the rest of the week uh, this week. So uh, today was probably a day most people got out to, to play a little golf. I know your courses were both full today. I know Stanhope was full today. So It's good to see. Uh, you know, the September swing is here. Uh, fall golf, you know, we talked about it last week. It's a great time uh, to get out. The days are a little bit shorter, but uh, it's going to be uh, a great, uh, great uh, few weeks here. All those teachers, we got them back into school, so oh, they don't—they're not sucking up our, sucking up the tea times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Playing thirty-six a day. Uh, your kids back uh, back to school? Yeah, got them out the door yesterday. Everything went off without a hitch. My youngest just started kindergarten, so uh, Did no you more. And the wife like, kicked them in the ass and said, "Get." Um, I, I usually send out a pretty funny, funny meme every year. Like just one of them was like the Braveheart one where he's going around freedom, <laughs> kind of that one. 100%. Um, I saw a really, really funny one this year. Um, have you, you've seen obviously, uh, Peaky Blinders. Oh yeah. 100%. So the wedding scene when he's in the kitchen saying, no fucking fighting. <laughs> well, the one, the one meme went out this year was the, the headline of it was, Parents to their kids this year before the first day of school, and they change it to, instead of no fighting to no coughing. Nice. No fucking coughing, because <laughs> nice. the, they'll send you home. 
Come on. Yeah. Oh my god! Whenever I was a student, I would have been <laughs> just hacking one. Yeah, yeah. Get me, get me home. Yeah, but now if you do that, then you gotta go get a swab up your nose. Yeah, tough break. Um, but yeah, things went off without a hitch. So I mean, kids are back in school. Golf courses are still busy. We had a heck of a weekend for golf watching. Yeah, it on was. the long weekend. Wow. Uh, good to be ten toes up, that's for sure, and watching some golf. And nice to have the Solheim on a Monday too, which was kind of nice. I like they did that. They weren't trying to go head to head with yeah. the the um, tour championship. Tour championship. Yeah. And basically, the whole Monday was theirs. Uh, and some great, unbelievable singles matches on Monday went out there. I mean, shot after shot was coming in there. How about the run the American ladies put on to get back in the mix? I yeah. thought it was dead and over. Yeah. Like it was impressive. They were actually one or two putts away from keeping the momentum going and and kind of you know really getting in the mix to to get the cup back. Have, having it with Eagles, the two uh, the two women there on the on the, the par five there. Were you cheering for a team uh, or? I'm a USA. Yeah, yeah, me team too. USA. Yeah. Me too. I, I like to see them. You know what? Home soil is always fun. The crowd gets pretty raucous. I mean, uh, but uh, like I want good golf. I mean, I don't want to romp either way. Yeah. Even if I want USA to win, I don't want them to romp. It no. makes the singles no fun. No, I, when fo- the last five matches don't matter, they're out there just playing to play. I exactly. mean, there's. Well, I'm sure we'll touch on the Ryder Cup coming up here in a few what weeks. What about um, like the Presidents Cup? You know, do you cheer for the year or the uh, international squad or? No, I'm the uh, same. I'm still USA. You know, obviously, know like if Weirzy or you know Hadwin or one of those guys are in the mix, like I always hope that they win their match. Like, still. You know, top ten Canadian golf moments has to be when Weir took down Tiger. Took down Tiger. He, want, at, he wanted Tiger in Montreal. At, at Royal Montreal, that was and Tiger was Tiger then too. Like that's the real deal. Yeah, but I still uh, cheer for Team USA. Yeah, me too. Like my favorite golfers are on the American team. You know, yeah. so that makes a you know difference to me. And actually, just as we are coming on the air here, um, you mentioned to me that. Uh, they made USA team made their captain's picks. Yeah, today. so I'll I'll read off uh, who was already set in stone before this, but like Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson, Brooks Kepka, JT, and Cantley already had their uh, spots locked in. Right. Um, but the captain's picks, which is you know always comes with a little bit of controversy. Um, Tony Finau, who's been on a great run, Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth. Uh, and then you kind of get into, I think, where, you know, you get into those, you know, conversations like Jor- Jordan Spieth, you know, Jordan Spieth. But then you get uh, Harris English, Daniel Berger, and uh, Scotty Scheffler, who, um, you know, it, it comes with a little bit of controversy with that. Yeah, they. I think they had said, you know, those first couple you mentioned were pretty much locks. Spieth, Finau. Yeah. Um, it really came down to two or three spots. Um Patrick Reed was kind of up for one of them, but he's battling an injury right now. Yeah, and for sure. He had that pneumonia bout and all that fun stuff. But And I mean, I don't want to say it, but I mean, you already have a bit of a locker room issue with Bryson and um, Brooksy. Do you need another locker room issue? And I don't know if Patrick is a locker room issue. I mean, it seems like when they go to the Ryder Cup, the boys and... There was just that speculation uh, a few uh, years back when it was no one wanted to be paired up with them. Yeah. But obviously, if you... Get paired up and you win. Like his yeah. record speaks for itself. But uh, and then you know going in the the same you know same thing with with kids. Like I, I figured Kevin Kisner would be the guy that you would have in the mix because if there was a locker room issue, he seems like the guy that you know get along with just about anyone. Yeah, and the only thing I heard 
against kids was one he was he didn't play great. He don't you know, he had a good finish. He got the win, but then I mean he kind of limped out of the playoffs. After we but, talked to Dwayne on the pod I know. a couple weeks ago, we missed the cut. <laughs> yeah, um, missed the tour championship. The other thing I heard too was I mean we're all just hearing what we hear. You don't ever know what goes on behind the scenes. But I mean Whistling Straits is a beast of a golf course. Right. I mean seventy three hundred yards in Kisner. You know off the tee is ranked like one hundred and seventy fifth in the world in driving distance. And I mean it's different in team golf because well four balls you can just use one of your, pair them up with somebody who hits it fairly deep and use their tee shot. And it's one thing for us to be kind of outside the fishbowl. Like, yeah. you know, I'm sure Captain Stricker has his, you know, ears and eyes all over the place. So he gets the, to, you know, take the temperature of the situation. And, you know, there, there's one thing to say about, you know, going with the hot hand, but you want to build a team. Like, you know, they talk about the, you know, building the men's uh, hockey rosters, right? Like for, you know, the Olympics or World Championships, it's not so much getting your 24 best players. You have to, you know, have that right mix of, of a little bit of everyone. I think I just want to kiss on the team because he's such a firecracker. I love hearing his, his press conference is hilarious. His quotes are hilarious. We would have got Dwayne on the pod again to talk right. about the Ryder Cup experience. I mean, we, we were pulling for and, him. And nothing like against the other guys, but like Harris oh, yeah. English, he's not like... He's not winning the influencer uh, money. That's he's not. Sure. He's not getting any pip money. Oh, I don't think. But um, the other golf that was played this weekend. I mean, and if you're a golf fan, I mean, like we all are. If you're listening to the show, you should be. Corn Fairy Tour Finals. I mean, some of these guys. You know, you hear the stories. There's not. There's the stories in the Corn Tour Finals are the best, man. When they get there, I don't know what it is like the card. That uh, mallet card or whatever you want to call it, and the motion just starts oh. to pour out of them. It's great to see. Um, one of the players finished twenty sixth on the on the list, so he didn't get it in the in the tour yep. uh, tour season, and then twenty sixth in the corn fairy corn fairy tour finals to miss it by one. I mean, um, but there's other the other stories, right? The guys that haven't played on tour ever and been grinding for 10, 12, 15 years get yep. it. Um, we got a couple Canadians going back to the tour. Yep. Um, obviously, Pendrith and Svensson pre-qualified throughout the regular season. They both had great years. Um, the super season, they called it, because <laughs> it was so it. long. Um, Gligic's going back. He got his. Uh, he finished tie 17th there at the Corn Ferry Tour final, so he'll be headed back to the tour. So that gives us nine. It's incredible. It's great to see, really. And, I mean, every player on the PJ Tour can win, but, I mean, we actually have nine legitimate players on the tour now that, like, Pendrith is gonna. Pendrith is probably gonna, could get a win this year. Yep. I mean, he is. They said he is a player. And when we were talking to Blair uh, Bercy there last week, he mentioned um, you know a couple other guys that are just kind of knocking on the door too. So it seems like there's a healthy pipeline of Canadian strong Canadian golfers. Uh, you know, and and I always look on the leaderboard and see where the Canadian flags are. And, and you know, I know my grandfather. He uh, he pretty much only roots for the Canadians. So. You know, there's a, a lot of people that are, you know, put some investment into them, and it's great to see it paying off. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't follow the McKenzie Tour probably that much, you know. I, I kind of know when they're playing and stuff. But, I mean, just being around those guys two weeks ago, it makes me, like, check the leaderboard now. I'm checking the okay. players that I met, that I talked to, and I'm like, they're in Saskatchewan this week uh, playing at Waska Sioux, uh, Elk Ridge. So they get underway. Their play gets underway today. Um, and same thing, you know. Yes, those guys are right now just kind of grinding out week to week. But I mean, there will be players from that tour, big time. So down the road, so good to good to get some meet and greets. And I think athletes across the board, like not just in golf, they're getting so much better, so much younger. 
Like, and these young guys that we watched on the McKenzie Tour here for two weeks on the island, those guys can play. They can golf their ball. And they're young. They're like this is probably like their first time. Like and, they're just at a university and hungry. And, yeah. Like I couldn't get over the discipline that most of them shown. Like you know how they prepare, how they take each day pretty serious. And I think it just goes to show that there's going to be a lot of great talent coming into that tour down the road. Yeah, not not a lot of golf going on in PEI um, this week. I mean, um, our season wrapped up. We we talked about that with the Player of the Year and the uh, Atlantics are going to come up here shortly. Their next weekend in Mill River. And the Rose Bowls uh, next weekend. So, I mean, next week, we'll, I'm sure we'll have a bit of uh, a talk coming up. But we're starting to get into what most people refer to as silly season Big time. here in Atlantic Canada. And you see the scrambles popping up pretty frequently. Yep. Um, tough man's. Tough man's. Um, you know, tough man, iron man, you know, last man standing. I mean, stand-up does a lot of club events in the fall. We just had our plaid mixed on the weekend. We nice. have the string tournament, which is a huge one coming up here. Explain that one to me. So you get, um, if you're a 20 handicap, you get 20 inches of string. Right. And, so that's or your, 20 feet. That's your gimme range? Yeah. So if, if you want to, if you hit it into a three feet on a par four. Scoop that up. But you got to cut three feet of string off Ooh. your string, and so you have to have some string left over when you come to the clubhouse nice. after your round. So, you know, if you hit into six feet and you only have ten feet of string, do you want to waste six feet on a birdie putt, or do you think you, you can probably just make it? Did I see um, Christy McLaughlin and uh, Trent Hayes took down the Sterling? Sterling, okay. Oh, re- like numerous, Trent, Trent numerous was just in the picture. <laughs> yeah, uh, numerous. And the the joke of this one is is. They they put that little cup they had. Yeah, yeah. They fill it with everything. Everything. <laughs> it's like what a swamp. Swamp water. What do the kids get? Swamp yeah, yeah. water. The Mountain little pop Dew, machine. Diet Pepsi. Root beer. <laughs> Orange <crush>. pop. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, they, it's swamp water, but with Oof. alcohol. Burf. Um. So that we have the string, and then everyone's fan favorite, the tombstone. Tombstone. That's a good one. They all you know, decorated tombstone, draw it yeah. up, and then you get. Your handicap. Yeah. Whenever you kind of go over your cap is where you yeah, put so your... Yeah, your 20 handicap, you get... When you hit your 92 strokes, yeah. see how far you can go past 18, I guess it is. Nice. Yeah. So we do a lot of club events. I mean, all the clubs do to kind of... This is the time. I mean, in the middle of the summer, you want to appreciate your members, but at the same time, you're busy. You're trying to generate some greening revenue. I think really September, October is a time when you can go back to your members and say, listen, we, we appreciate your business all year. Um, let's do some fun club events. Um, let's put some sales on in the shop. You know, uh, some of the members don't go shopping until the sales hit sure. in the fall. But uh, no, I think I think fall is a good time to kind of revisit those members that have kind of helped you out all year. What I love too about fall golf is the um, you know those skins games. Like I know Fred, you're a frequent participant of. The, that's probably when you peak. You play the the fall series ten wide. Yeah, nice nice to play in those uh, fun skins games. You know, when the weather's cold and the courses are a little bit quieter, it's still a great time to get out. And what else are we going to be doing? Yeah, you go eight, nine wide. You're playing about two and a half hours because you just, if you're not in the hole, you're just on to the next tee. Four Big people time. hitting on one tee, five people are putting on the previous green. It's just everyone's moving. You know what I love? Like, I love a good skins game, but I like the ones where you have to validate. Validation is the key. The key. Cutthroat. Like, whenever I was younger, that was never really a thing around the club. But in the last few years, it's, you know, a game that's been more popular and it just makes uh, so much more drama too. So quick story. Um, We did, we used to play that obviously, still do play a lot of validation, right? So someone birdies one, you know, on the next hole, everyone hates your guts, right? They're like, oh, I hope Fred just hooks in the woods here. You you just, they just want you to make a bogey so bad. So you make a bogey. 
someone else makes a birdie. The next hole, if I have a birdie putt, they're your best friend again. Like, yeah. oh, Nick, you got this, bud. You got this putt, man. Yeah. You don't, you don't miss six footers. You got that. Like, it can go from best enemy to uh, or best friend to worst enemy. Um, so the story is, I'm not going to mention any names, but play a lot of cutthroat. And he brought a six, no, five foot plastic sword, swashbuckling sword in his golf bag. He had it in there the entire fall just in the case where he cut somebody's throat. And it ended up happening. We were playing Glen Afton. Somebody made a birdie, had to validate. Next hole, he steps up and drains whatever, a 15-footer for birdie, goes to his golf bag, pulls out the plastic sword, and starts swashing it around like uh, Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) Oh, my God. He he had it in his bag the entire fall just, (laughs) Just just for this moment. When he He's cuts like so- T.O. with the Sharpie in his sock. Yeah, when he cut somebody, yeah, when he cut somebody's throat. But I mean, that's that's a great time of year to play golf. The only thing that sucks about fall golf is like, you look at your tee time, you're like, ah, oh, you know, let's tee off at two thirty. You're like, wait, we might not get her in it. Yeah, hundred like, percent. It gets dark so fast now. Like Friday nights, it's or at the clubs are just pitch dark by what is it eight now? Yeah, well, even a little before and in, in the mornings, like we just pushed our, at our clubs, uh, just pushed our first tee time to eight o'clock through the week. Like, yeah, you know, you needed some time to get some stuff done too. So, yeah, so later starting and earlier finishing, which means a condensed day. So the tee sheets still look as busy, but I mean, you're probably not putting as many golfers through. You don't get those guys coming out at six thirty, yeah. try, seven, trying to get nine holes in. Like you just can't at this Big point. Time. So. Um, what else we got going on? I mean, uh, you played golf this morning. How was that? Yeah, I did actually. First time I, uh, played Belvedere this year. Um, I, I just went over this morning cause I knew it was going to be nice and I didn't have anything on the go until, uh, until recording here. So show up to the first tee as usual, no tee time. Uh, went and saw my good buddy, Travis. One of those <laughs> guys. <laughs> went right over to the starter. He's got the iPad out. I said, any room for a single? Um, and yeah, there was a couple spots. So two guys you gave them an alias, didn't you? Oh, obviously yeah. they didn't want to, I don't want them blacklisting me. <laughs> um, they had one guy booked as a single at nine twenty three, taking up a four man tea time at Belvedere. Mm-hmm. He, they wouldn't be happy with that guy. No, bogey. So I was planning, planning on hitting a few balls and then playing, but the starters like, well, your two choices are this single at nine twenty three or, uh, Jim and Jim, Jim square just went up the fairway there. So I was nice. like, all right, I'll go Great. catch them. Yeah. So, raced out, caught them, too, on number two tee, and, I mean, had a great day. The course is in great shape. It was, it's wet. Yeah. Um, all that rain we got, so uh, everywhere's wet. I mean, but the greens were still running pretty quick. I mean, uh, hit some good shots, some bad shots, but no, no, good day. You? Uh, what else is going on? No, nothing too crazy, like regular old grind. Um, I'm looking forward to playing um, in the Kensington Area Chamber of Commerce event uh, next Tuesday. Uh, BK, Fridler, and Lenny, and uh, special guest, uh, Steve Gamester. So that should be a fun four, four ball. Oh, my God. Two, what, two, 120, 150, 300 rounds combined between <laughs> the four of us, and you and me have like 20 of them. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that should be fun. Where's it, where's it at? Beautiful Anderson's Creek. Nice. Uh, should, be, uh, should be a good day, and follow it up with a nice meal at Cars Oyster Bar afterwards. I love Cars. Should be a good day. Uh, so looking forward to getting out and playing. I got the bug. Uh, looking forward to doing some golfing uh, this weekend. Uh, Saturday, I'm actually going over to Mountain Woods. 
Um, as everyone knows, uh, we're celebrating uh, the life of the great uh, Greg Neat. Uh, so they're raising some money for his uh, family there on Saturday at Mountain Woods. So we're going over for that, which will be uh, a fun, a little sad day, obviously, but it'll be a fun day as well. Good to tell some stories. I'm looking forward to, you know, the membership there at Mountain Woods seem to uh, really, uh, really uh, love Greg. I know they had Alan, uh, oh, Alan Doyle, I believe, uh, was over at Anderson's Creek this week, they had the senior men's group from Mountain Woods came over and, and played a little stay and play at uh, at Anderson's and like the stories that they were telling was was great. So I'm looking forward over to getting over to play Mountain Woods, my first round there this year, and uh, just nice to play some golf. I've been missing it. What's the? Uh, it used to be called the Coke Coca Cola over at Mountain. The Woods. Roger Burns. Man, that is the one of the yeah. long most long standing two-person scramble events in Atlanta, Canada, and it is like a, a go-to every year. I believe it's the first weekend of October. Okay. I think it's like the third and fourth or second and third or something like that. It was like, when you talk about like fall finish, that it was in that category yeah. of like the must-plays, we got to get over to the Roger, old Coca-Cola, the Roger yeah. Burns Memorial, we got to get over and play it. I've been over there a few times, fortunately, and played it. Um, always a fun weekend. I mean, Moncton's good spot to go out for a night and Big time. and mountain woods is a fun scramble course two person i yeah. mean you can attack some holes it's got some holes that you got to kind of risk reward ish so the uh, superintendent there dave davey um just you know going through the last few weeks uh so many people have been raving about the work he's done there and he's came from memram cook and uh the last few years at uh, mountain woods has been doing a, a heck of a job so i'm looking forward to getting over and playing do you think uh do you think tiger makes an appearance at the Ryder cup Ooh. Um, we heard Phil's an assistant captain. Yeah, Phil and couples, right? Yep. Um, you think he just, uh, no, I don't think he does. No, no. Just, he's, he takes the attention off off him and just keeps it on the players and the team. Now that's the only one positive, maybe though, that he would take some attention away from the actual, you know, situation. Take some stress off the players. They're not going, to, you know. Yeah. I I just think I I I can't see too many public appearances from Tiger till he's at least. On the go, you know what I mean. But how cool would it be if they just flashed there on like s- Monday the sing or Sunday the singles, and the, the car chop, pulls off. The chopper comes in. <laughs> would love that. The Escalade door opens and he just no crutch. No escalates. <laughs> no. <laughs> or what, was it an Escalade? Buick. Yeah. Like not, we're not, yeah <laughs> no Buicks. We're not getting into that. Um, he gets steps out with the crutches and then he just looks at the camera and throws the crutches off to the side <laughs> and then just does the tiger walk when he's you know he puts the hat on backwards and the shades on on Sundays with the red shirt. No, what have been. Would have been hilarious. Like, no offense to whoever the captain picks were, but like, they just used one on Tiger regardless. Yeah. <laughs> like, we only need eleven. He all he does was putt. <laughs> <laughs> he, all he does is he does the alternate shot, and he like duffs it up there, but then he just sinks like twenty footers all day. He got a medical exemption to take a curse. <laughs> okay, I'd love I'd love to see it because that'd be like the. You know, you know, like when Stone Cold enters the ring and you hear the glass shatter. Yeah, it, like you have like the tiger roar or something. Speaking of uh, fall golf and beautiful fall colors, it doesn't get much more beautiful in the fall than the lovely Bathurst, New Brunswick. And why do I bring up Bathurst, New Brunswick? The reason is because today's guest is from Bathurst, born and raised. Uh, Adam Chamberlain Chambo. is the Chambo. The General manager of the lovely Gowanbrae Golf Club in Bathurst, also currently the president of the PGA of Canada Atlantic Zone, uh, all-around good guy, and uh, he'll be coming on here shortly to talk about um, you know life in Bathurst, 
from what I can recall, a lover of uh, ranch dressing. Really? A little fun fact for you there. Well, we have a... We'll dig deep. One of our rapid-fire questions is favorite food. Maybe he's going to answer... Ranch dressing. Ranch dressing. <laughs> we could play the newlywed game where you have to guess what he's going to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he'll be coming up in a bit, so we will, we'll thank him ahead of time. Uh, thanks for coming on, Adam. We, uh, we appreciate your time. I know you're busy this time of year, but uh, we appreciate it. So um, I was going to ask you also about uh, the, the Rose Bowl. I mean... I'm not too familiar with it. I just know it's an interclub match between the three teams. We touched on it last week, and I don't know if Len got any more info. He might fill us in later when, when he gets here, but it's it's a pretty fun event. Yeah, uh, Belvedere, Moncton, Ashburn, and Brightwood, I think, are okay. the four. So they play a little interclub. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Anyway. And now, is it Ryder Cup? Or, ri- or is it Riverside? Anyway. The, is I, it Ryder Cup style where you pair it? There's best ball and alternate shot and then sure. singles matches. I'm not 100% sure the format, but... Um, Obviously, you know, a lot goes into qualifying for the teams, and, you know, you're the top golfers at the club, so it should be uh, an exciting, exciting time. Um, you know, fall golf, that's, you know, another tradition. You know, the Atlantics are coming up, the uh, Maritime Cup. Uh, yeah, what's – now, is is the Atlantic Cup the same thing as the Maritime yeah, Cup? Yeah, okay. they, they just, you know, Newfoundland's involved now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, I saw some – I'm not going to, you know, a little – Tell me what you think about this. Sure. I saw the Atlantic Cup, Steve Gamester, or no, it was Jeff Hughes or someone, he put up some tickets. They're raffling tickets for it. Yeah. They're trying to raise some money. And I'm just curious what the funds go to in the Atlantic Cup. Uh, hotel rooms, uh, the green fee, the meals, and trying to just keep the cost down, I believe, is what they're doing. Okay. So to help out with like the other provinces coming in, so as a whole. Yeah. I And I think, too, like the, the team like the the PEI team would fundraise this year for the next year, I'm pretty sure, or something like that. But yeah. it's just basically to keep the cost down for everyone. Nice. And that's another – me and Nick Peters get a kick out of Tim because he goes on with the – like. I, I know it's it's a nice event. and I mean, mm-hmm. the boys have a great time and stuff. But Tim basically thinks next to the Ryder Cup, it's like the most sought-after uh, team event going. I mean, the tweets he puts out about it, he's like – last year, I remember some of them being like, such a hard decision. So many players to choose. Like he, and I don't know if he's serious or if he actually racks his brain. I mean, like he he takes it pretty serious. Are you plugging yourself for no captain's pay? I I thought last year I had a chance, right. but I didn't. Um, but yeah, that's coming up, and that's being hosted by uh, Country View this year. Nice. So it's a lo- they're staying local this year. Um, Chris will have the course in great shape for that. Yeah, he'll and. He had a win at Country View this year, so I mean mm-hmm. he's he's a lock to make the team. And lock. then, and then you have, uh, you know, we've talked about our amateur golfers on PI before. We have a lot of good ones to choose from. So Tim will have some decisions to make. He might not even put himself on the team the way he's been hitting her. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that field should be deep. You know, looking at the results this year, a lot of good uh, performances by a lot of different people. Yep. Um, Football. Did you do any drafts this week? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did one. I met up with, on uh, what night was it? Saturday night, I met up with Rob Leth, the uh, media guy from McKenzie Tour. He'd stuck around PEI for a couple days. And actually met him to play Brudenell on Saturday day in the rain. Oh, dear. So we were nine-holers. Uh, but then I met him out for some supper, and I did I did the draft while I was at supper, and it wasn't a good idea. No, that's a bogey. Awful. I had an awful draft. I am locked in when I do my fantasy draft. I get the... My big, uh, my big Bose headphones on. 
I have a coffee. I usually have a little cocktail, and I'm ready to get into the zone. And uh, I lock it in, sit at the kitchen table. I have my iPad, my computer, my phone. Um, I got you know different rankings, do not draft list, and I take it pretty serious. Man, I was I was pretty upset whenever I. Uh he said, Hulk, you know, I wasn't going to say no. He was by himself. I'm not going to leave him there. And then my draft was 8 o'clock, and he wanted to meet at 8. So I was like, I knew this was going to be torture. And we had the app on. I told him right ahead. I'm like, listen, every couple of minutes, I'm going to have to kind of get on my phone for a few minutes. He's like, yeah. He was in, actually into football drafts, too. Nice. But, yeah, I had a horrible draft. He should have been your co-manager. And no co-manager is going to help me with what happened. <laughs> it's going to be an ugly, ugly season. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, we can probably rip over to um, what do you think? Rip over to Adam at this point. Let's see what Chambo's got to say. Looking forward to talking to him, talking about Bathurst, Gallenbray, and a little bit of everything. All right. Sounds good. Our next guest is the general manager of the beautiful Gallenbray Golf Club in Bathurst, New Brunswick. He was born and raised in Bathurst, and he has decided never to leave. He is also the current president of the PGA of Canada Atlantic Zone, uh, quite an accomplished player as well, and we'll ask him about that uh, PGA of Canada championships once we get him going here. But uh, And we'll talk about much more. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Adam Chamberlain. Thanks, Nick. Nice to be on here with you and uh, you and Ben. So, Chambo, we were talking earlier, um, you know, the golf season where – we're still in full first. We're probably we just made the turn. We're kind of on the start of the back nine here. Uh, how's things in uh, beautiful Bathurst and at Gowanbury in general? Oh, it's been it's been a great year. Uh, it's, we've had probably our earliest start in the last seven or eight years in terms of weather. The golf course was open in great shape in early May. Uh, we've broken records for rounds played and. May, June, and July, uh, in, in August as well. So uh, it's been a great summer. Um, golf course has been in really good shape, and uh, we've never had so many golfers playing. So, uh, no, we're into September now, but it doesn't uh, doesn't seem to be slowing down in early September, so it'll probably continue right you know, for us until the latter part of October. What's a, what's a typical start for Gallon Bray as far as season goes? Would be more mid-May? Yeah, we're mid-May. We usually, you know, hopefully try to be open in before the long weekend, somewhere the 15th, 20th of October, or 15th, 20th of May, I should say. So, uh, you know, for us starting on the on the 9th was a, almost a good week earlier for us, so it was a good start. It, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, maybe not this season, but in other seasons, you know, we'll be playing golf, and then you'll, Gallenbray, you, or someone will put a post up about uh, snow clearing the greens up in Bathurst, trying to get get it under the ice to see what they look like, and, and we're, we got tee times the next day here in PEI or Halifax. Well, we, uh, we the in the winter time we're uh, I guess we're known as the snowmobile capital I think so the snow is good for the winter for the snowmobiles but uh, we like to get it moving in May and get golfing get golf season going. I wanted to ask you, Chambo, like you know to that point. I know here on, on PEI more than ever the off season golf or simulator golf season is has been growing you know more and more here on the island. Is that something that goes on in, in Bathurst? Is there a little bit of a boom for the off season golf as well? Yeah, we, uh, I guess two years ago now in the, uh, fall of fall of 2019, we decided to, uh, 
knocked down our pro shop and rebuilt it and added uh, two TrackMan simulators and enlarged kind of double the size of our pro shop. So nice. uh, our timing was, I guess, good and bad. The, the project got completed in uh, basically March 1 of 2020 and COVID kicked in on the 17th or something <laughs> like that. So we were open for about two weeks and then had to shut it down into right. the rest of 2020 or the spring of 2020 when golf season kicked in. But this past winter was uh, kind of busier than we expected, beyond expectations in the simulator from mid uh, from mid November right through until the start of May with golf season. Uh, both simulators were rolling. Uh, we started out five days a week, then we went to six days a week, and by the time we got into April, we were really going seven days a week. So it was uh, better than we had expected. It's pretty crazy. Like I know myself, last year was the first year that I used TrackMan and. It's a unbelievable technology, and I'm almost starting to like it a little bit more than actually getting out on the golf course. You can kind of not have to worry about the weather. You're kind of hidden away. You do your thing, and you're out of there. It's a definitely a nice offering to have. Um, and I, I heard, too, that you guys, was it, uh, make some renovations to your clubhouse for hosting, like, banquet and that sort of thing as well? Did I read that right? Uh, a couple of years ago, yep. um, it's, it hasn't been, uh, we kind of did some renovations in our, in our restaurant area and our, our banquet room can hold uh, about 200 people. That capacity hasn't changed. We just did some kind of freshen up the room a little bit. So, um, it's, uh, it's a busy clubhouse. Uh, we're trying to make it really all year round and it's, it's been that way for the last kind of year and a half now. Nice. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get back into Gallenbrae here in a bit, but I mean, uh, we want to talk about you and, uh, kind of your path and all that, but I mean, born and raised grew up and now you're working and living in Bathurst the question is will you ever leave <laughs> well uh, definitely uh, definitely no plans to leave we'll put it that way very uh, very happy here with uh, this is home and uh, friends and family uh, you know this is uh, never been too far away from Bathurst a couple of years of university but uh, you know we're uh, I feel, or we feel, we've got all the amenities you need: a golf course, a beach, a great rink. It's all about a, you know, five maybe ten minute drive at the most from anything, and uh, we have all the amenities we need, and a lot of great people, and a, a beautiful spot, and uh, you know, we're pretty uh, pretty happy here. Do any of the members remember you from being a little knucklehead driver going around playing the golf course to now being the uh, kind of the head honcho there? <laughs> It's yeah. I, I started work. I think it's really the only place I've ever worked. To be honest, I uh, <laughs> one worked re- in the back. Your resume. Yeah. Your resume has one position on it. <laughs> Bath yeah, yeah. One one employer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, started in the back shop at I think fifteen or sixteen, and uh, you know a couple years in the back shop, and then into the pro shop, and then uh, assistant pro and head pro, and now kind of director of golf. So it's been uh, just kind of worked my way through the building, but it's. Uh, it's an awesome spot and uh, very happy to be here. Uh, so you mentioned uh, took uh, a couple years away and went away to university. Um, I believe it was Simon Fraser you went to, Chambo? Yep. Uh, how was that experience? Obviously, that's a country mile away from Bathurst. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the farthest university away you could get to was Simon Fraser. <laughs> they were the only place that really wanted me. Simon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> The, uh, it, uh, I don't know, I guess the story, I, I'm fortunate, I guess, in golf terms, I've got a late birthday, so I've got a November birthday, so I would have finished, uh, finished high school, uh, sorry, finished my first year of university, and, uh, still had another year of junior golf left. Nice. And I was playing junior golf in New Brunswick, right behind 
Ron Harvey Jr., Brody Flanders, Michelle Landry, Greg Breen, the boys who won the, the Junior Willingham Cup, uh, that the Junior Team Championship at the at the Canadian Junior in in, 20, in 2000 at Crown Isle. So there was a, quite a pedigree of guys in front of me. Um, so in 2020, 2020, you know, 20, 2001, sorry, I finished fifth or sixth or seventh, whatever, somewhere in the, in the, at the New Brunswick junior got but got a chance to go to the Canadian junior. Cause it's, uh, it was at Kenwell. Um, so they would have had, New Brunswick must've had six or seven spots. So I remember being there on the range and like Ron Harvey and, and Brody Flanders are talking to, um, what's his name? Henry Brunton. Who oh, was yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yes. Henry, the team Canada coach. Yep. And, I remember Ron, Ron was, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't play great in the tournament, just hit, hit and I missed the cut, but Ron said, just keep hitting balls on the, on the range. I'm going to go talk to Henry and they'll see you hitting some balls. And so anyway, it was, it was a cool experience. Like James Lepp shot like 20 under that week and, you know, one by a mile, but nice. about a month or two later, I got a call from John Buchanan, uh, who was the coach at Simon Fraser and, um, great man. Uh, he ran the program, um, for like 20 years or probably, no, sorry, 30 years, I think. And he offered me the chance to go play out there. Um, it wasn't a big scholarship or anything, but just a chance to go play uh, university golf. And, uh, it was tough to leave UMB because at that point I would have, I would have then was in my second year. So I finished two years at UMB, but chance to play golf, um, you know, competitively at the university level was an awesome experience, and I'm, I'm glad I went. A little bit longer season than at Gallon Bray out west, eh? <laughs> a little more rain, <laughs> uh, a little less snow. Yeah. But, uh, no, there was a couple other Maritimers out there, uh, like Russ Passmore, name you might not recognize, or, and uh, Dave Williamson, um, both from Nova Scotia, who were out there uh, at the same time, and uh, a bunch of great guys from BC. So we had a couple of good a uh, couple of good teams and guys that are still in the golf industry right across the country so it was uh, a cool experience i'm happy i happy went out there now when you finished university and you've obviously you played like you said a lot of amateur golf you got to play competitively at the university level canadian juniors all that stuff the thought ever creep in like canadian tour maybe some qualifying uh you know maybe leaning towards a a playing career for a little while um Definitely thought about it. Um, you know, when I finished, uh, finished, I guess my college golf, you know, was playing, was playing all right, I guess. And, uh, considered maybe trying to go play turn pro or try the Canadian tour or something like that, or just try to go to Q school or whatever it was. But, um, that I graduated in 05 and the same time, Eric St. George had been the golf pro at Gallon Bray for about 40 years. And that summer that I came, finished university and came home, he announced that he was retiring. And uh, at that time, I had the opportunity to um, to become, I guess there's job posting, basically to become for the assistant pro and potentially to get in the industry. So uh, I kind of went back and forth. You know, the Eric was the, the pro for 40 years. If it was going to be another 40 years before that job became available, I may, uh, <laughs> you know, I may be missing out. So. I've uh, I've played a couple of you know just Atlantic Tour events, but never really pursued playing pro golf and went to work. Yeah, it's funny those big time kind of those job openings. Whenever I you look into the golf, you're like, 
when one comes up, man, it's a dog fight because there aren't a lot of those year-round GM, director of golf positions in our zone. So, I mean, if you want to stay, live, and raise a family in Atlanta, Canada, and you want to work year-round, I mean, you, you kind of got to make that decision. Yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, I'm very happy. I, I did, for sure. I'm very happy here. There's always in the back of your mind that the, the, you think, you know, what if, and would you could give it a try. It would have been cool to give it a try, but um you know it's a tough a tough go out there as we saw from uh the canadian tour and the kenzie tour come through prince Edward island last week it's uh it's a grind um there's definitely some opportunities if you when you play well but it's uh it's still a tough way to to make a go at it. it's a cool opportunity but it's a challenge for sure so uh definitely happy to to be where i am and uh you know still get a chance to play the occasional event uh, here and there um speaking of the occasional event uh you know, you know, probably, uh, you know, goes without saying. Maybe your, you know, career golfing highlight so far would be uh, that 2013 uh, title you took down at the Canadian uh, Club Pro Championships. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. That uh, was a great story here in Atlanta, Canada, and obviously, uh, we all know you can golf your ball. Oh, well, it was, uh, and it was pretty, uh, and it being an awesome week, and I guess in November. Um, we had a great, we traveled down as a, the, the team, the Atlantic team, uh, Jeff McDonald and, and Gordy Smith and, and Derek McKinnon and the boys. We had a, we had a great trip. Uh, Jeff had a connection. We flew into Orlando, I think probably two days before the event. We got off the plane, drove to Lake Nona, which is right beside the golf course, or right to the airport, sorry, and played Lake Nona that afternoon, which was really cool. Finished in the dark. Um, and then drove down to um, Port St. Lucie and, and played a practice round the next day. And to be honest, no, it was just like any other tournament. I actually played a practice round with one of my college teammates from Simon Fraser. Oh, nice. Uh, Mark Strong that day. And uh, I'm happy to say that I lost the match in the practice round. Um, but then I got him in the tournament. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> I, I was happy to lose that one. You never want to win the par three contest the day before or the practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, yeah, it was a, a great, great couple of days, but you know, I was playing okay leading into it, but didn't have any crazy expectations. And, uh, you know, shot, what was it? A couple under, uh, I think it was, I think it must yeah, I finished nine. So I think it was like three under the first day and then four under the second day. And a couple under the last day, I think I finished my time for the three days. So took down, it was, uh, cool experience and it was you know it was really a, a team a team trip with the boys um you know and we were playing the team you know the we didn't quite make it into the uh top three for the uh, team challenge with the zones but uh it was a pretty awesome trip took down perennial powerhouse uh danny king who uh, back then in 2013 i mean he was literally getting paid by magna to play golf every day and compete and yeah that's uh that was quite a, I remember that Ben, ben mentioned like it was quite a cool thing here in Atlanta, Canada because Twitter was kind of new and Facebook was like, that was pretty new. And the the guy from the Canadian PG of Canada was live tweeting the final round. And I mean, we're, everyone's waiting for you to see what, if the puck goes in or not. And there's, the only way we could find out was for these updates. So it was pretty cool to, uh, to stay, stay up to date with. Uh, Danny was a, a great guy to play with. And, you know, somewhere through that, I played the last round with them, you know, how was your year? Oh, this is my 22nd competitive event of the year. And I'm like, Oh, this is, you know, I think this is my third. I played the zone championship <laughs> and maybe, 
you know, I wouldn't one other event. Ander- Anderson's Creek Open. Yeah. Anderson's Creek Open. Yes, Anderson's Creek Open. Two yeah. man, two man. Scr- you played one two man scramble leading up to it. <laughs> then, but, uh, no, you, you talk about the, the live feed there. The, whatever Jeff Dykeman was tweeting all the results, and I remember when I got home, my wife said. I talked to her after the, the round was done. She said, what happened on 17? I said, what do you mean? Um, I guess Jeff was running through batteries on his phone. So the last thing he tweeted for like 30 minutes was like, oh, Chamberlain hits it right off the tee into the woods on 17. And then they have nothing like radio science <laughs> for the next 30 minutes. They're still looking for your ball. <laughs> so they're still looking for my ball. So, let's, so I ended up, you know, chipped it out, knocked down the green, made par, and then somehow scraped a par on on uh on 18 to, to pull it off but people that were following at home had nothing for like half an hour so it was uh i can i got a chuckle out of that when it was all done you're the reason they implemented the new three minute rule they're looking for years for <laughs> 30 th- minutes, 30 minutes on, on right <laughs> just another minute here guys <laughs> so so you said uh you know starting you know 15 16 working in the back shop your, your career arc has kind of gone uh right from from you know you know starting there to to now being in your position and you've kind of followed the path where, you know, being part of the the PGA and PGA Atlantic, and and now being uh, currently a president uh, with the board there. Maybe tell us about you know relationship with the PGA and and kind of uh, you know your role with the the board of directors. Uh, I guess I've been on the board for I don't know five or six years now, so kind of been through uh, been through the board with with Nick and a lot of the guys over the, the last couple of years and. Uh, I guess my turn to be president, but I've uh, I've had the honor of, of working. When I first joined the industry, um, Eric St. George was the pro at Gambray for a long time. He retired. Uh, they brought in a gentleman by the name of Dave Ross uh, from Montreal. So I apprenticed under Dave Ross for three years in kind of like 2006, 2007, 2008. Um, Dave is a great, great man, great golf professional. Um, he was obviously well involved with the Quebec PGA for a number of years, but he was also the, the president of the Canadian PGA for two years. Um, you get this right, right before um, Mr. Jim Conley. So um, Jim Conley would have been the vice president when Dave was president, and then Jim would have filled into those shoes. So uh, just in all the discussions I had with, with Dave over the years of working with him, how important it was to be involved, uh, and, you know, with the association and, and help out and be part of the, uh, part of the group, both in your zone and across the country. And also, uh, all the great connections with Ms. Mr. Jim Conley, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago, but everything they've, their, their pride they've had in the PGA, um, it's kind of led me into this road and wanted to be involved and just kind of give back and help out. And now, you know, it kind of goes full circle. You have, uh, some uh, talented individuals working under you at uh, at Gallon Bray. Obviously, uh, you know Chad and Andrew. Uh, what's it like, kind of going, you know, putting the the shoe on the other foot now, and and uh, trying to help uh, these other guys uh, in their careers? I'm just trying to, you know, I feel like I never could fill the shoes of of uh, somebody like Dave Ross or St. George, and all I learned from them. But just trying to give Chad and, and Andrew, you know, who are awesome part of the team. We're very fortunate to have them here at Gallon Bray, and they do an awesome job. They're both local boys and do an awesome job with our members and Chad's done a ton of teaching this year and last couple of years, but he's, you know, he's a really talented teacher and Andrew's been doing great work with club fitting and, and growing uh, different events that we have here at the club. So 
it's awesome to help out and, and seeing them grow. And, you know, part of the reason, to be honest, why we did the simulators was to try and make more year-round opportunity, year-round employment. Because one of the things we talked about, the challenges of the industry is that, you know, in Atlantic Canada, things are, are awesome for six months, but then a lot of guys have to find something for the other four to six months. And it's kind of hard year after year to say, hey, you know, I really enjoy the golf industry, but it's only, you know, half the year or, you know, three quarters of the year. And compared to other industries where you can have 12 month employment, just the end of the day, the dollars and cents make a difference. So um, we wanted to, you know, part of the reason for expanding the simulator was to make year round opportunity for some staff and for, uh, you know, I'm glad that our guys have, uh, have stepped up and they're doing an awesome job with it. So it's been good. So speaking of like kind of the, the cycle of Atlantic Canada golf and all that and being the president of the PGA, obviously we've, me and Adam were actually roommates whenever we'd go on board trips because we were the two guys in bed the earliest. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, when you get together now with the board of directors, is that what kind of you guys have to figure out is kind of what cycle the Atlantic Canada golf industry is in right now and how we can take advantage of kind of the boom and then if we do end up hitting that, you know, nothing can keep rising, right? At some point, the boom goes down a little bit. I mean, how we can keep the golfers engaged, and is that kind of what uh, goes through the the board of directors and then filter down to the membership who then filter to the members of their golf clubs? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, the way you said that, like we're, we're trying to, you know, the, I, the job of the board is to... Uh, to serve the membership and, and help the membership in Atlantic Canada as best we can. And as you said, golf's been through an unbelievable boom for the last two years, something that nobody really could have expected. So uh, there's definitely been some challenges what we can do because of that, but we're trying to do everything we can to, you know, make the golf industry successful, you know, for all our members and, and also for future members, because most of the guys that we talk to, I think everybody would probably want to have a, uh, one or two more professionals on staff right now with the, uh, the amount of members at golf courses, the amount of people interested in lessons, interested in taking up the game. Um, there's not enough hours of daylight right now for us to get everybody in the golf course, to get everybody a lesson, even with the simulators and turn the lights on. Uh, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to, to continue to grow the game of golf, but also make it successful for the golf professionals in the industry that are, that are working really hard. And it's, you know, success has been good, but it's also been a challenging challenging summer as Ben said for everybody uh everybody's worked a lot of long hours and a lot of long stretches so we're trying to do what we can to the best interest of the members too yeah I think it's like any business I mean an outsider just says oh my god golf's booming it's amazing but I mean with the boom comes challenges too right I mean like you said there's the staffing there's not enough hours in the day um you know uh, equipment you know your members want to buy clubs but I mean equipment suppliers right now you know, there's a pretty big backlog just to get some clubs orders. Then in return, you got to tell your member, you know, well, you might be waiting six, eight weeks, nine weeks for a set of irons. I mean, there's challenges even in the best of times. So, you know, if you're able to kind of navigate through those, uh, like I said, everyone we've talked to in the golf industry now, I mean, like you said, lessons are up, green fees are up, women in the game right now, junior girls. I mean, everything is, is on the up right now. So it's awesome to see. No question. What's uh, coming down the pipeline for you, Chambo? Obviously, like you said, we're on the back nine here, but um, you know, still a lot of great golf days ahead of us. Yeah, we've got uh, you know, we've still got a couple, 
a couple of member events or kind of busy tournaments in the fall. We have our uh, kind of a, a club. It's, it's called, uh, you know, we got a five or six person, basically a six person scramble. It's it's not uh, it's not a competitive event. It's more of a social event, but it's called the Howard Ducey Memorial. It's been going. There's an event for you, Fred. Yeah. yeah, that's your, right up your alley. <laughs> Thirty for like the last. 30 plus years now um and it's just very it's an awesome event it's a social day for a lot of members and friends of uh of howard and his friends and family but that's a great day coming up we've got a, a competitive three-man scramble the following weekend after that which is uh you know you know filled up in like two days i think and then uh we've got a tournament that's kind of unique i think to to gallon bray we have a we call it the cross country tournament where we literally you tee off on the you know tenth tee and go to the eighth green and from the fourth tee to the eighteenth green and twenty you, know, you just literally crisscross the golf course. I was so, I, I got another chirp for Fred that just sounds like a regular old round of golf for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teeing off for you, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I got nobody else here to take I got nobody else here to take the lumps for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're always taking it for the team there, Nick. That's right. <laughs> Proper thing. Uh, did you get to play any golf uh, this year yourself, or uh, kind of the CPGA uh, can't play golf anymore? Uh, I did all right at the start. I have to say, you know, in, in May, you know, May and June, I was trying to get, you know, 18 holes a week. But uh, the last 10 weeks or so, it's been uh, it's been maybe every second week. I got the Players' Own Championship, which was great down at Kenwell. Um, Renee and Derek and the team did a great job. Um, but, uh, other than that, that's the only event I've gotten to play this year and, uh, we'll see what the fall brings. Cause there's just lots on the schedule right now, but hoping to play maybe one more event. We had a good friend of yours on the show. One of our earlier episodes, uh, Rick Young couldn't had so many nice things to say about Gallon Bray says he always makes sure he stops in to see you. And, uh, yeah, he, he said he's played there or he, he travels there all the time. Does he? Yeah, uh, it's been great. I've been playing with Rick probably since I was 17 or 18. I was, uh, you know, kind of a junior at the time. Uh, our former pro, Eric St. George, kind of introduced me to, to Rick. And uh, his wife is from the Miramichi, which is about an hour from here. So he comes down pretty much every year with the exception of, of COVID. And we've been able to uh, play around a golf and, and you know, tell stories. Rick's got knows so many people in the industry and uh, makes so many great connections. But, uh, no. He's been a, a great guy to, to play golf with and to chat with over the years. Yeah, he loves his gear. Me and him get along great. We just talk about shaft, flex, and ten, and all the all the new gear that's coming out and the hot putters and all that stuff. So it's uh, he, he's always great to chat with, and we, we always pick his brain from time to time too. So um, which one goes which one goes the furthest, Nick? Oh, right now uh, I got the uh, the auto flex shaft in, and it's uh, it you know what lately it's been auto and flexing. So, uh, flexing? so I'm doing both at the same time. <laughs> yeah. The auto's <laughs> right and flex is left. Um, you were mentioned about the, uh, the club events. We were just, uh, talking about different kind of the fall is kind of that time of year where, you know, you go back to the membership and say, okay, now it's time. We, you know, not give back to you, but I mean, you, you bared with us through the summer when we were busy and now let's have some fun club events. I mean, that cross country one sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it's been something that's been, you know, some members started, I think it's in its like 27th or 28th year. The first couple of years before my time, 
there literally were holes that were crisscrossing. So it was, you know, there were some question marks on the safety side, but the format that we're using now, the layout, which is again from going probably last, I think, 18 to 20 years, is really no different than going to play today. Like, no, none of the holes cross. You're just used to standing on a tee and looking, you know, straight ahead and really may, sometimes may turn around and go the opposite direction. But uh, the holes don't cross. And, you know, the biggest challenge is when they designed the course 20 years ago, a lot of trees have grown since then. So when you're trying to cut across a fairway, it's, it's not the same view you used to have. Yeah. So what do, to, what do you keep busy with in the winter? I mean, uh, do you get away at all with the family down to uh, for a little getaway? Or are you obviously not, maybe not last year, but I mean, do you are you around the club most of the time, take a little time off? Um, we're still around the club quite a bit. Uh, probably around the club a little too much through the winter time, but we'll try and uh, try and get down to Florida with, with March break. My wife's a teacher, so our schedules, she's pretty busy in the winter, but March breaks usually week that we try and uh, plan for a uh, little vacation with the kids as it last year didn't happen with, with COVID, but we'll see what happens uh, this March, but definitely try and uh, get away a little bit. And my uh, kids are starting to play some hockey. So I'll, uh, I'm definitely doing some, uh, a little bit of coaching this winter, spend some time around the rink, which is a lot of fun and uh, just trying to spend some time with the family for sure. Going to see Chad's live band performances. Great. Oh, it's it's awesome. He's uh he's uh, just as talented with the guitar as he's with the golf club. So and he's a pretty good hockey player too. So, but uh, it's awesome to hear his shows. Uh, he plays all over town, different spots, and uh, it's uh, great to hear him play. Are you guys uh, Titan fans? Absolutely, absolutely. We're uh, we've got quite the roster. I know we're going to be a, a good test for your Charlottetown Islanders this year. We're uh, trying to make a run for it here. The boys. They were Mem Cup ready last year when COVID hit. They were... <laughs> yeah, you had a, a really solid roster and there's some challenges, obviously, with COVID. But, and and uh, no, no one on PEI is going to know they were good because couldn't go see them play. <laughs> Torture. <laughs> they're they're going to say, oh. sell the firm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the Titans have, uh, you know, the the Mem Cup win of, uh, what, 2018, but we're since then been through some rebuilding years, but they've got, I think, Four kids that got drafted to the NHL and another five or six kids get to NHL camps. So there's about, I think there's nine or ten players in NHL camps right now or in the coming coming week. So they're uh, got a really competitive roster to hit the ice uh, this fall. So we're looking forward to the Titans. Hockey's awesome in those small town communities. I mean, the communities get behind the team. They sell out the rink. Uh, your kids probably get T-Tan jerseys and want to meet all the players and stuff. I mean, it's the same thing here in Charlottetown. Everyone gets gets behind the team. It, it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's great to have those players at that crowd. You know, uh, a lot of guys that have a few players of the years have moved on the NHL, but I'll see um, the uh, – Noah Dobson from the island, but friend of the show, LSU. friend yep. of the show, Noah Dobson. Yep, friend of the show. Nice, yep. it's awesome. He was a great guy. You know, he was when he was in Bathurst, he was great with young hockey players, and we had a, a couple, one or two Titan tournaments in that time. He was always here, great with the kids, and now we've got you know, Sean Couturier from Bathurst, who's involved with the Titans, but just signed a nice deal with the Flyers. Uh, anytime he's around, he's great with the juniors, and uh, it's great to have these people around the golf course. Nice. Nothing better than the community. That what makes it all uh, all click. That's for sure. Same as same as the golf. I mean, a community golf clubs same way, right? It's uh, members. You know, it's a uh, it's community is always good. Um, Absolutely. All right. 
Want to try our new segment? Yeah, we got. Uh, so we kind of did this before uh, Adam, but uh, we're we're gonna put a little bit of a timer here. Do some rapid fire. So you're uh, our, you're our guinea pig. We've we've done rapid fire before, but we usually ask them a question, and then some of them take a few minutes to answer and this and that. But this time we're switching it up. We're gonna put thirty seconds on the clock. And we're going to try and get as many questions in as we can. And yours got to be like one word answers or two words at the most. Okay. And if you, and if you, you don't. Pass, can pass be one of the words? Yes. Because I have some but, questions. But like frowned could, upon. <laughs> but frowned upon, I know. Those are, those are X's, but uh, yeah. I might sneak a couple in there. Yeah. Okay. So, Benny, you got a clock? Yes. Just and, one and we'll go back and forth. You and me, Benny? Yeah, yeah just one second. Okay. So we're going to go back and forth. Um, and just we'll get as many in as we can. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, ready? Fire. Go. Lowest score? 65. Favorite golf course, not Gallon Bray? Uh, quick. Uh, Capilano. Favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant? Uh, Fresco. Dream golf trip? Just the location. Pebble Beach. Favorite golfer? Favorite golfer. Uh, tie with Mike Weir and Roy McElroy. Favorite kid. Have to pick one. <laughs> favorite what? Your kid? favorite. Your favorite kid. <laughs> oh, pass. <laughs> Two-man two, two partner, Nick Frid or Nick Peters? Nick Frid. And Pro V1 or Pro V1X? Uh, Pro V1. Beautiful. Nice. That went pretty well. Chambo did a great job. Inaugural rapid fire. Inaugural rapid fire, Chambo. That I think that went pretty well. You can you can find Peter. Get Peter to find a partner, and we'll take them on any time. Yes. <laughs> You're gonna have to ask a lot of people before you <laughs> get signed up there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, like I said, uh, before we came on there, I know you got a lot on the go. Your, your phone's going off the hook there and, uh, members are ba- beating down your door. The greens are too quick. The pins are in bad places. The, <laughs> um, but yeah, we appreciate you coming on and, uh, and looking forward to maybe we can catch up in the fall again when the season slows down, like buying show time, uh, time of year and see how the year finished out. Absolutely. I'm glad to coming board time guys and i want to thank you for doing this i know you've grown this uh i'm not sure how many episodes now but it's been awesome to uh, listen to from the start and how you guys have grown it and i think it's great for the golf industry uh in atlantic canada and a lot of people are paying attention so thank you and good honor for doing this every week because i'm sure it's a lot of work on your part so thank you guys thank you adam and good luck the rest of the way thank you take care we're back we're back I want to thank uh, Mr. Adam Chamberlain. Um, great interview. Um, he's a busy man. Yeah, and you know Adam's you know one of the most respected uh, golf professionals in our area, so it was great to have him on. Uh, uh, you know Bathurst, it, it's uh, a great community there, so was, I was happy to to talk to Chambo and, and get some information on what's been. Uh, on the up and up in downtown Bathurst. Maybe if the Islanders play Bathurst in the playoffs, we'll have mm. to go up there for a little, a little uh, bet or a road trip and go visit him, or he'll come, he'll come down here. You're paying the gas bill. Was it like nine hours? Yeah, it's it's, it's a n- hike. It's not close, but a beautiful spot. I was just actually looking at the website um, for Gowan Bray, and you know some beautiful holes on the wall. I've never played and never been, but uh, just looking at the photos, it's beautiful. Um. 
question for you. Shoot. Tour championship. Do you like how the style with the staggered scoring for the final round where I do. You do like it. Yeah. What I like about it the most is that you always know where they stand. I hate when it was like every two seconds. Oh, the FedEx Cup points are now that like I don't care one shit about the points. I just want to know who's going to win the thing. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed the the staggered start. Yeah, it was like pre- he was going to finish third, but projected to win the FedEx oh, Cup. I, ha- I hated that. I don't know. And, and I like the Tour Championship winner is the champ. Okay. Yeah. I think if I had to pick, I'd rather we spoke. I spoke about this on the weekend. I'd rather have, you know. But I guess then, what's the point of doing the whole lead up if there's no advantage going into East Lake? Exactly. If they're all just start even par at East Lake and you shoot, there should be some kind of advantage. Yeah. Um, James Lepp, I think, had a couple of uh, or someone had a, online had a couple of cool ideas where you could switch it up. I mean, play uh, the weekend and then the top four go to a match play on the Monday and play down or something. Anyway, I just I'm not sure the staggered start. So, Cantley wins the FedEx Cup, mm-hmm. wins the Tour Championship, had a very good year. Yeah. But John Rahm won Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, he was the best player this year. And major championships to me are, like, I go through it all the time. It's That's the real deal, Holyfield. Yeah. So, I, I think that should have more, yeah. more uh, you know, prestige. What a season by Rahm. Yeah, very good. You know, he battled COVID like nine times and <laughs> still still had a great year. You Cantley, like, it proved to me Cantley's a friggin', you know, he's a, a bear out there. He'll finish you. Like, it, it was cool to see. He might be sneaky in the Ryder Cup too, right? Big that, time. That zero motion, just kind of go out and mm-hmm. do his job type type stuff. So. Great ball striker and can putt. Yeah. Um, uh, Len, uh, Len's not joining us today, obviously. Uh, he's uh, busy with... They're launching the new carry app, so uh, he's taking care of business. He's got a lot of sticks in the fire, and uh, it's like it's new now. There's more drivers, uh, easier, more accessible. So check it out. Check Download out the carry it. app if you're if you're downtown this weekend, enjoying. Is it fall flavors this weekend or shellfish? Uh, that's two weekends away. The shellfish. Shellfish. I always. Yeah. It's hard to say. Shellfish. Well, like if you're talking to somebody like, oh, we're going to the shellfish. I always say selfish. Shellfish Festival. Shellfish Festival. What's the saying? Uh, down on the seashore? Or yeah. Whatever. Um, I love the shellfish. I can't wait to get down there. Beth and I are going for the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I don't eat sell- shellfish, so it's probably not a festival I'm going to partake in. Uh, shellfish is part of it, but great music. Like Alan Doyle's playing on Friday night. Looking forward to that. Uh, I'll be into a, a mixed drink and hitting the D floor, and it should be a good time. Any uh, any burger loves yet? Uh, what, yes. Um I had uh, Hopyard on Holiday Monday. How was it? Outstanding. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? I had uh, with the size of the beef and uh, and blue fries. Oh, my God. Is that a new side they have? Yeah, it's on their rotating menu. It was really good. Uh, I've got Made Marion's and the Old Triangle. Okay. Hot start. Yeah, I haven't looked at them yet. Uh, it threw me off. It kind of came out of nowhere. It was just like September 1st, Burger Love. I didn't really pay much attention to it because usually it's in the spring and it's kind of amped me up. And only Hopyard was one that I actually went for the purpose of getting the burger. Maids, I was hungry. They had a burger. And <laughs> I had a meeting at uh, Old Triangle and took down the burger there too. Yeah, so I'll look at them. And uh, me and uh, Nick Peters usually crush a couple every Burger Love. And I go for quality over quantity. Sure. I mean, 
if the just because the burger has six patties and a piece of chicken and a rib on it, that doesn't for me appealing. I like the flavors of different uh, different toppings and something a bit different that you wouldn't Hop see. Hopyard was ten out of ten. Okay, unbelievable. So I'm gonna drop the mic. Hopyard churro donut burger love. Things are cooking. I really enjoyed. I had uh, a couple Vic Park uh, on tap there with my beer. It was dandy. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed our new uh, rapid fire uh, mm-hmm. with the, our guest. I think that was pretty cool. Big time. The 30, 30 second timer and see how many questions we can get in. Um, we're not doing any picks this week because there's no golf. Uh, we have uh, just a reminder. Well, I'd like to do a pick two uh, for the football. Do oh, you have, uh, uh, do you have a, a pick this? Uh, uh, a sure bet. Um, well, why don't you plug our scramble? And I yeah, so pick. don't forget to sign up, like we said to start the show, the Island Green Podcast Hump Day Scramble. Beautiful Stanhope next Wednesday, the 22nd. Uh, get signed up. Uh, just follow the uh, the link there. Go to Island Green Pod on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, should be a great time. Uh, we got a couple uh, sponsor shout-outs already. We have... Uh, uh, Upstreet Brewing and uh, Cobra Golf are uh, going to be on location. So thank you to those guys and a lot of fun things planned. I'm looking forward to the day. Yeah, and and like uh, we had mentioned before, throughout maybe this week, uh, we'll be sending out some more sponsors. we got a lot of people that are, uh, you know, stepping up and helping us with um, some prizing and uh, some food and all that stuff. So yeah. uh, no, so we really scr- appreciate it. So scramble.islandgreenpod.ca. So that's scramble dot island green pod dot ca competitive non-competitive men's women's uh anyone uh, is more than welcome to play and look forward to uh seeing everyone there okay so we're getting into week one of the nfl mm-hmm. starts uh tomorrow yep buccaneers Dallas and cowboys and cowboys cowboys always disappoint me man i like the, i love i really like the cowboys but every year um, so let's just go with like what survivor pool style. Let's pick someone we know is going to take a, take a win this weekend. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one team, I would take, uh, I'll go quickly here. Um, geez, the bucks over the Cowboys looks like it could be a lock. Um, I'm going to take the chiefs over the Browns. Just burning the chiefs just like that. eh? Yeah. Um I I I think I like the uh the 49ers um against the Detroit Lions. That's my early week 1 uh, pick. Some good some really good matchups week 1. I mean, Saints and Packers week 1, Rodgers versus uh mm-hmm. the new look Saints quarterback, uh, Jameis Winston. Mr. Jameis Winston. Yeah. Um obviously you have that uh the Thursday night game which looks good. Um, Steelers Bills is going to be a solid game. I mean, the Bills have got a really good team, um, and Ben Roethlisberger's back for his probably final season. Yeah, I mean, could be. Could be. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'll be watching my Pats uh, take on the Miami Dolphins uh, division game for Week One, five twenty-five starts. So that should be fun. Yep. So uh, look forward to the weekend, and uh, we'll we'll be back next week with uh, with another show. Thanks, Fridler. It was a great time. Hey, Ben, have a good one. Talk to you.